0: Everybody to the Clear Tai Chi meeting, uh, mastermind meeting for Friday, April 1st, 2022. Uh, with us today is myself, uh, your host for the Clear Tai Chi podcast, uh, Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Wow. Yeah. Um, Daniel Hill from Phoenix, Arizona.
1: That's right, teaching clear Tai Chi across the West Valley. Welcome. Sheila
0: Bell in Costa Rica, and she'll tell you what parts.
2: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm here at Balance Ideal Tai Chi, and my classes are in Laveria and Plais del Coco, which are in Guanacaste, Costa Rica, the northern Pacific region, tropical paradise. Hi.
0: Welcome. Art right, Dawn in the Washington, DC area.
3: Hello, everyone. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome.
0: Perry Lake in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City.
4: Hello there, Sifu. Uh, school is New Jersey, Tai Chi, and uh, yeah, Verona is about 15 miles uh, northwest of uh, Manhattan. Uh, we also have another instructor, Paul Shansky, who is in Fairlawn, New Jersey, about a half hour from here as well. Thank you.
0: Welcome. Hi, Talbert in Colton, California.
5: Hello, everyone. I'm teaching in Colton, California, the Inland Empire, for another two weeks, and then I will be in San Antonio, Texas. And then in San Antonio.
0: Welcome. And then Mark Michaud in uh, Michigan. I'm going to tell you what parts.
6: Hi. uh, It's the... uh... Able Tai Chi out of the Midwest Michigan area covering Lansing and Grand Rapids. Welcome.
0: Uh, Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia.
6: Hello, all. Hey, Phil.
0: Welcome. And then Uh, Jim Kelly. Yep. And then Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida.
7: You may or may not realize that his mute
0: is on. Yeah, you're on mute.
8: Sorry, guys. Sorry. Technical difficulties. (laughs) We're in West Boca, West Boca Tai Chi on Facebook. So uh, look us up. Cool. Welcome.
0: All right. So today's topic is Art Don is going to be doing um, his his talking points uh, for about his class that will be at the Clear Tai Chi uh, International Family Gathering, which is June second or i'm sorry june 3rd 4th and 5th uh here in maryville tennessee uh outside of knoxville it's the knoxville airport it will be at the uh, knoxville airport hilton which is like a conjoined kind of to the airport here um so that it's a one-stop shopping you can come and stay there uh, for the weekend and not really have to leave the premises or if you do go in with somebody and else, you know, who's already got a vehicle or whatever or a shuttle from the hotel to somewhere to eat Um, and then meals and stuff will obviously be helping you guys get back and forth. Now, Saturday night, it will be a banquet. So we'll all be right there and we've picked out a good different uh, select wide selection of foods and all that kind of thing. So, Um, and it will be over a dozen workshops from all the folks that are, most of the folks that, are, that you've seen on here, and it's the biggest gathering of clear Tai Chi uh, teachers um, for the year. And those will be the folks who are teaching with a few guest instructors, including an international push hands champion, including a uh, acupuncturist um, who's been involved in Tai Chi for uh, more than 25 years also, and is currently studying our system um and other fun and fun other fun to be had and surprises and, and good surprises not bad surprises and uh good push hands and interactions and all that fun stuff if you're interested in that and I'm hoping that you are and that you want to come out um if you if not you will really miss something um anyways if you want to come or you want to see what it's all about go to tai chi gathering.com that's www.taichigathering.com cool all right so today's talk is art who will be one of the presenters and his talk is going to be about breathing with tai chi uh, and for health and so um art what is it what if you were going to talk to people and tell them just kind of what your class is going to get into what it's going to what it's about, what they're going to come away with, um, you know. Obviously, on these, when we go, when we put on the site, the the taijigathering dot there's a listing there and all of that. But I try to give you guys a chance to actually just verbally tell people, you know, what you're getting into and and what it's about, so that they get a better sense of it that way. You know, from actually being able to talk to you or hear from you. Uh,
3: my emphasis is going to be on. Um... What's called whole body breathing, that I'm sure everyone in the podcast is familiar with, but people listening may not be. Um, and it is a, a visualization or one of, there are various visualizations for imagining bringing in breath through the whole body, besides the obvious, you bring in the air through the lungs, it goes into the veins, and it's distributed through the body. But the whole body breathing, as I said, is. There's a visualization that can help sort of increase the feeling of of air in the body and energy energy flow. And it has applications for developing a better sense of one's own body initially, and connecting to, and um, recognizing issues in another person afterwards.
0: So you said recognizing issues in another person?
3: Well, it, it helps as you contain, and, and I'm, I'm extrapolating a little bit and, and going on, but as you develop an awareness of your own body through the whole body breathing, um, you can, as you develop that skill and then develop the skill in, well, this is really, a, I'm sorry, sending the energy into to other people and recognizing an, an issue with them. Um, so I guess I was getting...
0: Will some of the lessons in that class be about first breathing for yourself, obviously, and then will some of that be about being able to perceive the breath and the energy in another person with that?
3: Um, actually, no. Um, okay. not, that's not my intention. Sorry, I, I was going along with the thought of the whole process, but... Um, I was extending it further than the real purposes of this podcast or my presentation.
0: So this presentation will be on whole body breathing for yourself and different ways to go about it?
3: Yes, whole body breathing um, mostly and um, for particu- particular health applications also. some an introduction to um, breath for, for health.
0: Okay, um, one of the things that might be useful for people to know is that every cell in the body all of them have to have oxygen. No, no cell in the body can go five minutes without oxygen, without air exchange, you know, the proper mixture of oxygen that we breathe and still live. So if your inside of your hand is alive and got stuff going on if the bottom of your foot and you're doing it, you can feel a sensation there. That means it's had air within the last, it's a lot more often than every five minutes, okay? But it won't go five minutes without and still be okay. And so for people who would hear that and go, well, that seems kind of odd or, or sort of like, what do you mean? There goes in and out in your lungs and they don't get the idea of just really how much that air is circulated into the body. And so this breathing method that you're talking about or breathing methods are designed to help enhance that circul- inner circulation of that air um, in order, you know, and, and then of course, good health comes out of it um, and other things. So any other things you wanna say about it that way?
3: Well, that um, the, the visualization of whole body breathing I found um, helps me to, to relax a lot. It um, brings the air in and, and as it comes in or I visualize it coming in through the body, I can feel my body relax. And then if there's a place where I'm not feeling the sensation of air going in I know then to uh, spend more um, focus on relaxing that area of the body.
0: So you're going to help the group. uh, So in your class, you're going to help the group know how to do that, so that they can get better air circuit. So that they can get better air circuit. You know, the when I say the air, I'm saying like oxygen and the air mixture and everything into through their whole body and then anywhere they would have troubles with how to troubleshoot some of that so that they're getting better air circulation? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right, what do you have for the group today?
3: Okay, um, well, um, my the, the first uh, process that I learned for whole body breathing was um, br- visualizing breathing through the pores and I would visualize air coming in through all my pores and going into the body, and then a uh, further development that this was going all the way into the marrow. But, but I found that that, and as I learned it initially, I got great benefit from feeling the overall relaxation and energizing of my body. Um, and then there are also um, visualizations of breathing up through the feet to, to the top of the head and back out, or breathing all the way through the body um, and and breathing through the hands and feet, for example, and all these have variations on um, the inhalation and exhalation and um, as they apply to, to sensing and energizing.
0: okay
3: um, cool. So I you know um, that's Basically, it. and then as I said, um, so what course, I'm
0: asking you is that to facilitate our discussion today, what, is, what do you have for the group? What do you want to?
3: Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Um, well, I was going to ask because I, I know people here are pretty familiar with um, whole body breathing, and I know there are various types or, or um, visualizations of it. So, I would like to ask, um, if a person has a particular method of whole body breathing and what that. Um, does for them what sort of benefit they get out of it um, is the, the the basic area of my inquiry into this to get other perspectives on it. Um, so I um, will, I guess, open up with Sheila um, to say what her experience is with um, whole body breathing and methods.
2: Yeah, so... Um... There, there are several different kinds. And I guess that was, you know, for my initial introduction, um, I had no idea how far it would go, you know, as far as the, the different ways to use the whole body breath and the different ways you can have it coming in and out and the different sensations that that would give you. And then the usefulness, um, honestly, I would say there are certain specific types of breathing that really have completely changed my perspective on the internal energy work. And that has been extremely revealing. Um, as a biologist, I would just say, you know, breath obviously is fundamental. That's, that's the one thing that you need most urgently. And so becoming aware of your breath um, really allows you to become more aware of the, of the whole body. Um, for the different functions of martial art but also for all of the things you do all day long and I'm particularly fond of pointing out that it's through the breath that we have the easiest access to switch from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic uh, nervous system so whenever you're feeling stressed if you just take a moment to breathe I mean it sounds kind of simple but it and it is simple but it really really works to kind of get you to You know switch gears down a little bit and calm down and then your brain will work differently your body will work differently you you literally switch gears and uh can see things with a different perspective so that's extremely useful all day long
0: i want to ask you about that because i know from a biological you know from the from the biologist standpoint i'm guessing you're going to have a good answers for this so what you're saying is, is that when you go from regular, what people normally kind of breathe with typically high up in the chest and all of that, which is unhealthy for you, it's, it's uh, rephrase that. It's, it's, it's not doing anything to help your health uh, or, or it's you know, it's keeping you alive, but, but not, not, it's not the optimum by a lot. Um, and you're saying that most people, if they're doing that high chest breathing and or whatever stresses they normally got, that they're in a parasympathetic state,
2: Actually, um, regardless of the fact that the word sympathetic sounds very nice, the sympathetic nervous system is the one that's active when you are stressed, that one that we call fight and flight. And okay. parasympathetic is the one that's rest and digest. Um, okay. So I know it's counterintuitive, but that's, no, that's, that's the name that's of it. Yeah. So
0: they're in sympathetic nervous system, and the, you're saying that that one is stressed and, and a bit hypervigilant and fight or flight kind of responses... And that when they go into the whole body breathing and more, more, uh, deeper involved methods, then they go towards that parasympathetic. And so even though you're still active and doing things, it gives you benefits of relaxing, calming the mind, rest, recharging, even if you're doing an activity right now, because of the way that you're interacting with the breath and your whole body. Is that accurate?
2: That's correct. And the way I like to think of it and explain it to my students as well is that you've probably heard of this. If you're not in that great of a mood, just start smiling. And after an hour or so, you'll actually be in a better mood. Have you ever heard of that? So it's like you smile when you're happy, but you also get happy if you smile. So when you're in a relaxed mood, you're more likely to sigh and breathe with the belly. When you're relaxing at the end of the day when you're about to go to sleep you know when you're just having fun but if you're stressed you're breathing high in the chest so also if you breathe high in the chest on purpose you'll notice that you start to feel a little anxious whereas if you on purpose breathe down into the belly diaphragmatic breathing abdominal breathing you will automatically shift gears into the parasympathetic nervous system which allows you to Think, you know, pause a little bit, think a little bit, relax a little bit, make better decisions. Um, and you can control that by breathing deep.
3: Cool. Very good points. Thank you, Sheila. Um, Ty, would you like to go next and share some of your experiences with whole body breathing? Oh,
5: you're on mute. Yeah. Yes. Um, Don, Art, I really believe that I'm alive because of whole body breathing in November I had what was called a saddle embolism which means that I had blood clots in both lungs and two things the doctor said to me that they had never seen anyone walk in to a hospital with my problem they're usually unconscious when they come in and number two they had never seen anyone survive my problem without some sort of surgery. And the only reason why I didn't have surgery, um, although several doctors wanted to do it, is that I have a brother that's a, an emergency room and um, ICU doctor. And he said he's, his blood pressure isn't dropping until his blood pressure becomes really low. Then we will go ahead and do the surgery. I never ended up needing the surgery. And I, I, really did everything I knew about whole body breathing. In fact, that was my entire life was breathe. Um, And I think I survived that embolism, that saddle embolism because of my whole body breathing.
3: Well, you certainly couldn't have a better testimony to it than that. And we're all glad to work for you, Ty.
0: So when you have an embolism like that, is it that if you had had more restricted breathing, that it would have cut off that breath, and that because of the whole body breathing, you were able to bypass and still get oxygen through through the body because you basically circumvented the problem
5: area somehow? Or I, you know, I I have the impression that I was more efficient in my breathing. That if I had was breathing like most people in our society breathe. Mm -hmm. The embolism would have cut my uh, oxidation rate down to the point where they would have had to intubate me and do surgery. Um, They ended up having to give me supplemental oxygen, but they never had to intubate me or do any sort of surgery.
3: Ken, very glad it turned out so well for you, Tyrone. Thank you. Oh yeah,
0: bypass and embolism.
3: Harry, would you like to share some of your
0: experiences or experience with us,
4: please? Sure. Thanks, Art. Uh, Teaching whole body breathing is one of my favorites, and I tend to teach it early on, especially to my senior citizen classes, because I find it provides incredible relief quite easily. Um, Without going into the whole spiel, obviously, uh, the first thing I do to get people's attention is I just say, hey, if, if I asked you to... Breathe through your elbow. Would you look at me like I'm an alien, or would you go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense"? And so usually you get people going. You want me to do what? Breathe through my elbow. Um, yeah, and I'll. Think. Yeah, exactly. So, um, my way of of getting people to understand uh, some whole body breathing is to um, teach them to put their mind in individual parts of your body, and you can do that is. As small as you want, you know, you could you're going to start with big things like um, your uh, shoulders, your knees, your hips, but it could be very, very uh, specific, like your cheekbone, your jawbone, things of that sort. And um, I find frequently, and especially you know, when you're dealing with seniors. Um, or some some people who've been doing a bunch of martial arts and they're all beat up from uh, a lot of hard style stuff. Uh, they've got the the knee pain and the, the shoulder issues and all that. You teach them to get their mind in those areas of the body and to breathe through them, and it provides relief. Um, and so those are specific areas. And Then I say, okay, but we're, we're using the term whole body breathing, not just knee breathing or shoulder breathing. So the analogy I give is it's like when you're a kid, teenager, and you're first learning to drive. You get in the car, and for most, you're a bit nervous. You're going, oh my goodness, here's the rear view mirror, and the side mirror, and the, the gear shifter, and ah, you know, and it seems like a lot. Well, now you get in the car, and it's boom, one program. At least I hope. Uh, and you're not going, oh my God. It's, it's, you can deal with it all at once. And so I explained that the whole body breathing is going to be just that. Right now, if I get you breathing through your neck and your shoulders and your hips, oh, by the time I get you down to your hips, oh, you're probably not breathing through your neck anymore, are you? And so you have to learn to work on that and keep that quality going through your entire body. Um, And and I just find that it provides relief for so many people so quickly and so easily. I can teach this. um, The owner of my favorite coffee shop, uh, Rockin' Joe, Caldwell, New Jersey. Um, (laughs) um, Anyway, and I showed the logo. You missed it, Sifu. Anyway, um, uh, the owner's wife is sitting there in in, uh, hip pain. And right there at the table, getting her to understand how to breathe through her hips provided her relief right there on the spot. So it's so incredibly powerful. And then also, of course, there's the whole push hand side to it. You can This is great for your body quality, if you're the one that is breathing through your whole body, but also uh, when you're playing with your partner. And you're developing further ting skill. You learn to put your hand on hands on someone and go, "Whoa, they're not breathing through their knees." Ha ha, gotcha. You know, but and then you, you, jokingly, but and, you know, you teach them, "Hey, get that breath flowing through your knees, flowing through your ankles, flowing through those shoulder blades, everywhere where that's a problem." So it just all comes together again from the health side and uh, you know, and the push hand side and how it affects uh, some of the martial stuff that we can do as well. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics.
0: <laughs> so thank you, Art.
3: Excellent addition to the discussion. Thank you very much, Harry.
4: You bet.
0: Um, yeah, so you're going uh, to have people do a little bit of push hands there in order to test that they're doing the whole body breathing and to help troubleshoot? All
3: right. um, yes, that's certainly uh, something I'd like to do to, uh, while I'm mostly going to emphasize health, um, push hands ability is uh, a line into health also. So um, yeah. trying to work everything together, yes.
0: Thank you. Yep. And in clear internal push hands, it is hands on body and where you're really not, you know, you're not moving all around and it's not this cagier kind of a thing. We have those kinds of push hands, but for the clear internal, it's letting you work on the things like that so that you can feel and get in there directly on those internal things and and see what's going on and what's not going on. And then to also use it to help with the development. And so you'll see, it's a, it's not. So if you're thinking push hands and it's this competitive thing, it's not that. Um, all right. Sometimes it bears clarifying that to people because in house we know what we mean by that, but outside most people, if they like aren't familiar with clear tai chi and they think of push hands, they think it's really active, almost king of the hill, depending on where and what and all that kind of stuff. And it's and it's not that. This is a hands-on method that is much more of an internal, what's going on inside the body thing and really working on that skill development using the method. So, different.
3: All right. Good point. Thank you, Sifu. Um Daniel, would you like to share your whole um, body breathing? I know you have a lot to add, thank you.
1: <laughs> How do you know that? Anyway. Um... Yeah, as Sari said, likewise, for me, it's something I teach very early on. It's actually what I teach on the first day for every student because it helps build that sensitivity within themselves so they can feel their own tension as well as um, eventually being able to sense into other people. Um, My biggest success story with it for myself would be the variation of it where you're breathing in from your feet up to the top of your head and letting that out because when I was in China and everything was being stacked up, uh, you know, I might live on the 19th floor of one building and then work on the third floor of another building. And when I go grocery shopping, it's on the fourth floor of another building. And most of the time you wouldn't be connected to the ground at all, unless you're in a taxi going from one place to another. And uh, having bought the uh, Fagong, workshop DVDs uh, just prior to going to China that was an exercise that I got from it that uh, was the primary thing that made me feel balanced and energized while I was living there because everything else was like oh I don't know what, what what's going on why I'm feeling this way but going down to the first floor of my apartment just doing that variation of breathing gave me that connection that I needed and that was the type of breathing that I never thought could exist before being involved in clear Tai Chi.
3: Excellent application of it. Thank you very much. Um, Jim, would you like to share some of your experiences or experience with full body breathing?
8: Yeah, sure. This is a great great question you have and a great topic you're gonna be teaching on. Uh, Thank you for choosing that for everybody. Um, Yeah. Uh, just a couple of things from from personal experience uh you know we i have a couple of grandbabies now and it always amazes me to watch an infant or a uh, a small child breathe because they do it naturally the correct way <laughs> they oh you could just see that whole body breathing their their stomach is constantly uh expanding and contracting and and you know, it always struck me over the years in law enforcement, unfortunately, I've, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people pass and in a whole lot of different ways. And and it's towards the end, that we all seem to get into this, this upper, like breathing through the throat or the neck or the, you know, the last few gasps of breath are very, very shallow generally. And it's, uh, it just, uh it tells you how, you know, unnatural it is and how the cycle has been interrupted. Um, The, my personal experience uh, and Sifu had mentioned this at the beginning with uh, you know, oxygen taking or, or cells being able to live for five minutes without uh, the oxygen. What amazed me is when I had COVID, um, it attacked my lungs and uh, paralyzed my diaphragm. And it, it really like, uh, you know, like, like Tai said, I think if it hadn't have been for, you know, the whole body breathing and, and what I know about the Tai Chi breathing, I think it would have been very difficult to, to get through what I did. I registered oxygen levels as low as in the low eighties, uh, while I was being tested. And they were like, get you to a hospital right away, this and that. But what what was probably the most eye-opening thing for me while I was ill was that I had one of the oxygen meters. I think uh, the O2 sensors, uh, Sifu had recommended that early on. And you would think that the body working as a mechanical device would take time to process and to turn a breath you know push it through your lungs extract the oxygen somehow transfer that to your blood cells or your blood and then pump that throughout your body it seems like that would be a long and arduous process but when when i felt myself getting lightheaded or having difficulty breathing or my heart accelerating trying to make up for the lack of oxygen if I was actually looking at the meter and slowed my breathing down and, and did a more uh, deep breathing or, or complete breathing or body breathing, I was able to notice the change in the O2 levels within the, the next breath. So just by breathing in and breathing out, you can affect, you know, the, the amount of oxygen in your blood. And that truly amazed me. Um, of course, you know, what, you know, with the training, focusing on the meter on the tip of my finger, was I, uh, was I sending extra chi and was the, the blood flow following the chi to that, the meter, because I was focusing on it, or like you said, or a couple of the other folks said, if you, if you have a bad knee, if you think of the knee, and your injury? Are you in effect, you know, channeling that extra oxygen, that extra blood, to where you're sore or where the damage is? Um, these are all things that, you know, I guess we can we can talk about it at at length. But if you just, can
0: feel if you can feel the place, then you're able to breathe to the
8: place. Okay, Keep and there. that that in effect loads it with more oxygen or blood then yes is that what i'm hearing
0: take it could take a minute before the blood follow like the the blood the air your mind will actually go there first and this is chinese medicine 101 then uh the air will you know you'll be able to get that to go there then the then the chi will follow the chi will actually follow the mind but what you'll find is a breath actually will kind of get there first on something like that. And then the Chi will go behind it. And so you may end up breathing for three to five minutes and then you will, you'll get blood flow Nor unless there's impediment to a direct impediment somehow, or you're holding too much tension, which is impeding it. Then you'll get blood flow behind that following the, so it'll be the the mind, the Chi actually, um, and the, and the air and then the blood will follow that. And that can take typically I found that takes about when you're doing it correctly and all the things for some, for the average person, three to five minutes. And they're going to start to notice uh, a difference there. It's no, it doesn't mean they will necessarily make the pain go away. It depends on what's wrong, but there'll be an effect there within that period of time.
8: Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, just and then one other quick, uh, a funny story actually uh, with the deep, uh, deep breathing. Sometimes you, you're able if you practice it, um, it becomes a natural uh, element, and you're able to relax more. Uh, again, being in law enforcement, I guess we're one of the very few careers left that uh, you have to take a lie detector test in order to get hired. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I recently, about four years ago, I guess three years ago, uh, had to sit down for one of these tests and. The proctor explained to me how there was no way I could tell a lie that my, my, uh, my sensors in the seat and on my arm and attached to my head would, would be able to tell everything. And the first thing after she got me hooked up, she, she asked me to relax. And I sat there. I took a couple of breaths. And she asked me to state my name. I gave him my name. And she said, this concludes the test. And she packed everything up. I said, was that it, it was just my name? And she said, no, you failed. And I was amazed. I said, how can I fail? You just asked me my name, <laughs> did I lie on my name? <laughs> and, uh, and the response was that from, from the training, the martial arts training, uh, it had affected my breathing patterns the uh, average person apparently takes twelve to twenty breaths a minute, and she had said that I was down to five or six a minute, and that was in her eyes. I was trying to circumvent the test, so <laughs> so they they called me back oh, twice. Exactly. I redid it twice. And yeah, was go that?
0: Ahead. No, go ahead and redid it twice.
8: Yeah, yeah. And then I had to do a three-page paper on Tai Chi breathing and, <laughs> and its effect on relaxation <laughs> to educate the, uh, the proctor. <laughs> so, but, so it does have an effect, the Tai Chi breathing, on, on your relaxation, on your, your state of uh, you know the, re- the rest of your body signals that it gives off.
0: What amazes me about that is I would have thought that they would have calibrated the test to the individual. I always I'd always assume that what they did, and I, don't, and I probably saw this done somewhere, is that they put it on there. They ask you questions that they know the answer to completely, that you're answering those questions and they get a baseline of what your truth is. And then they ask you something where it's essentially you're going to say something that's not true. And they're able to get that that baseline as well. And then that's how they calibrate the test. If they're calibrating it the way that you said just now, which I'm sure they did, then they're calibrating it for this mythical person that there's going to be a whole bunch of people like yourself you you misunderstand seafood they they're calibrating it the way that you say and
7: by doing that there's lots of known ways to circumvent that process and so they're monitoring also for are you doing these things that we know screw with the test
0: and they yeah (laughs) well
8: (laughs) yeah I know like how to I breathe. Said. All right, right. Yeah, know to, to breathe really well even under pressure. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you again, Art. Great subject.
3: That was an excellent story on the value of whole body breathing. Thank you, Jim, and we're glad it worked so well for you.
0: I might have needed the whole body breathing after she decided the test was over because I was trying to circumvent the test by telling my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
8: It, it was an exercise in restraint. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Okay, um, Phil, you have some uh, whole body breathing experiences to share with us. Um, yeah, so I guess
9: just two things. Um, when I think of, of breathing in the in the context of Tai Chi, part of it is the movement of the molecules of oxygen and nitrogen, and they fill up the lungs. But a lot of times what we're talking about breathing, like breathing through the elbow or breathing through the pores, it's really, really what's happening initially is the Yi and wow. the direction of the mind and the energy following. And what happens in terms of oxygen and nitrogen molecules, that happens, but it, it's it's kind of like a secondary effect. It happens a little bit later, but the first thing that happens in terms of, of breathing when we're talking about it is really an energy uh, kind of phenomenon. And that's very cool. And it's, it's something you can really learn to control. Um, and the second thing you touched on, which we don't emphasize very much was uh, skin breathing, breathing through the pores. And so that's something I've played with in other disciplines. And it's something I find it's, it, it's very good for, to help me relax in many circumstances. Um, and also on a just a, a spiritual level, if I'm doing skin breathing, a lot of times I can feel more connected to the things in my environment, to people or to um, trees and plants in the environment. It, it, it just sort of shifts my point of view.
3: Good points, thank you very much Phil, I appreciate that. Um, Mark, you have some uh, full body breathing stories for us or experiences?
6: Uh, Some will probably be repeats because these guys did a pretty good job of covering everything. Uh, Side note though, they almost caught you Jim Jim's Jim's a Russian spy that was snuck over here in the seventies.
8: <laughs> hey, listen, you, you, you guys have no idea. They they failed me so many times on that test. When when they asked me if I've ever bought drugs, I said yeah, and that was it. I failed again. <laughs> I was an <laughs> undercover. <laughs> <laughs> have you I've ever paid for drugs? Yeah. <laughs> I
6: well, never got murder. it, but I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, just uh, maybe to uh, throw some ideas out, like some things. Uh, one thing is uh, I will set my breathing. I'll try to set my breathing in the morning to the whole body breathing at least. And then throughout the day, throughout the day, uh, I use it as a warning system, like an early warning system. So if I all of a sudden catch myself chest breathing, I'll go, okay, what's going on? And so is there a stressor in the environment, something that's something internal or something external to me that is creating stress and causing my breathing to rise. And then I use it to figure out what it is. And then I get my breathing back down and I try to get quicker. So far, it's got to go all the way to the chest. I'm There's a little bit of a uh, maybe I'm caught up in the moment or something, uh, but ideally I should be able to catch it. Now the next step would be to catch it at abdominal breathing. And then eventually I should be able to catch it in whole body breathing before it shifts to a bad state. I'm not that good yet. Probably cause I get caught up in whatever I'm doing, but, but it's an excellent way to do a diagnostic on you and, and be aware of your uh, body state and emotional mental state and a way to reset it to help you get back to a, a kind of a good place, right? Um, another thing I do is I will, I will do comparing and contrasting where I will, for example, do my form and I'll do it with the uh, chest breathing. Then I will do it with the whole body breathing. Then what I'll do is I'll start out chest breathing, and change to the whole body breathing, and get that sense of kind of up down. And uh, and work on catching my breath. So I'll start the chest breathe, and shift. So I'm practicing catching myself um, as early as possible. If I'm trying to do defective breathing, I'm training myself to catch myself and shift back to a proper breathing method. Um, with other people um oh another thing too is i use the breathing um to accentuate other things so if i'm doing like a uh um shifting my shifting my weight above ground for example i'll do it with uh with the chest breathing then i'll accentuate it with the whole body breathing where uh i'm not what i'm doing is i'm using the breathing and dropping it through the leg that i'm pouring into so i use it to like uh maybe accentuate the experience or maybe super soup it up a little bit something like that um and then when i'm working with a partner what i do is uh it helps me to um feel their breathing accentuate or or or, um become conscious and become conscious of my breathing first. Then I go to their breathing and uh, that allows me to do a lot of things as far as uh, removing defects or uh, help repair them or uh, help them with sung. Um, I'm sure there's like other things, but those are kind of like the things that jump to the top of my mind right now. Yeah.
3: Oh, excellent points. Very valuable. Thank you for your contribution, Mark. Um, okay. Well, um, Matt, I'm sure you have a lot to uh, share with us, so we'd like to hear how you can contribute to this. Please.
7: Sure. Um, well, I don't. I don't know that I have like a lot more to add, really. But um, you know, I I shared uh, a similar kind of situation with Jim, um, where I had COVID and used whole body breathing to, uh, to help kind of stave off the symptoms of that. And I was more successful kind of initially, I didn't get my situation never got as bad as Jim's did. Um, but largely I think that's because I was doing the, the whole body
0: breathing, like very, very early on in the process. Um, soon as I found out he had it, I had, I went and got an oximeter and asked him, called him talking to him on the phone, asked him if he had one. And he did not. And I went to the pharmacy and I got one and I dropped it off at his front door because I told him to measure it and do the different kinds of things that he's got a bunch of to do. I don't even know if I told him. it as it's do a bunch of different stuff, different kinds of breathing, different kinds of things we do, and get it so your oxygen levels up. Yeah, and it was it was
7: amazing. Um, you know, like Jim <clears throat> said, it was really amazing to watch the the different kind of breathing methods had different effects on the oxygen level and pulse rate, and the one. Excuse me, the one that was really able to um, to bring the oxygen level up very high, very quickly, like like normally within like a breath or two with you would start to see it come up like that. Um, and yet kept the pulse rate very moderate um, was the the sort of the embryonic whole body breathing style that we do. And that was very, very helpful for me. Um, it is one of my preferred sort of breathing methods if I'm going to set aside time just for kind of breathing and working on that process. But really, my preferred use of whole body breathing, the one that I really use it the most for the most regularly, is um, we do a series of exercises where we'll fill up the whole body with breath and then kind of hold it with tension, and then we you know, empty it, and then we fill up the whole body with breath but relax. And let the breath relax us even more. <coughs> Excuse me. Feeling a whole, speaking of a whole body breathing, I could use a little more. Um, but the uh, uh, I I love that exercise because we have I it, we have just an extraordinary <laughs> amount of like untold, the hidden tensions that we're carrying in our body that we're unaware of. And like, even as Tai Chi people who really seek to eliminate that stuff creeps in and it, and it creeps in, in these insidious ways where you don't notice it unless you really have a mechanism to draw your attention to it and kind of mentally and mechanically release those tensions. And the, the whole body breathing method really, really accentuates that. Um, it really calls out where the kind of the trouble spots are and there's a bit to the process and I'm, I'm kind of summarizing it, but when you do it really right, it really calls out where you're holding tensions inappropriately and it allows you to kind of extra, extra tense them a little bit so that you can get them to relax. It's that sort of Tai Chi, you got to move up before you can move down kind of a, kind of a thing. Um, and, and the whole body breathing facilitates the whole process. And it really helps you to kind of map out your body and really extra feel into potentially like trouble spots and, you know, relax and release them without a whole lot of effort. Um, you know, it can be done like laying down or, or sitting or standing or kind of whatever, you know, kind of doing whatever else you're up to. Um, you know, if you're, if you're feeling out of sorts, for some reason, you can kind of run through the exercise quickly and it helps to call out the spots in your body that, are, that you can't really let go of without a little extra help. Um, and then it gives you that extra help to do that. And so I find that practice just to be absolutely invaluable. And, and I use whole body breathing for other specific things kind of a lot and, and, you know, here and there, but that's one that is just a mainstay for me. And I would have to say that that's my preferred method.
9: Uh, Could you, could you repeat that sequence again?
7: It's the, um, it's the sequence from the, uh, the power of relaxation. Um, If you're familiar with that, that program from the, from the combat Tai Chi materials. um, It's just a, it's a, you'd be basically breathing in and filling up your whole body with the air and then kind of holding it with tension or allowing the air to kind of tense you as it, as it fills you up. And then, you know, breathing out and relaxing and releasing all that tension. Um, and then breathing in without tension, but still feeling the whole body fill up like that, but, but remaining very, very relaxed and soft and then breathing out and relaxing even more. Um, and then there's different sequences where you can do it with different kind of parts of your body and try to do it in isolate, try to tense kind of parts in isolation. Um, and that can be very helpful in terms of feeling like referred tension in your body where like, why can't, you know, why, when I tense my arm, why can't I release my shoulders? You know, that kind of thing. And it can kind of help you swim out the kinks, um, under sort of different conditions and then breathe out all of the tensions that you were, you know, holding inappropriately. You may not have even realized we're there.
9: So the first breath that you take, you, you breathe in with tension and hold it the first part. Yeah,
7: I, I mean, I don't want to try to teach the sequence on the podcast, Phil it's in the power of relaxation materials. Okay. If, if you are curious about that. Um, but I, I mean, I can't run through the whole sequence with it to it, to, to, to really get the, the major benefit out of it that I'm getting out of it. You're going to need to know you're going to need to, like, look at that training or something.
0: OK. Yeah, If you don't have that, I highly, highly recommend it. Cause it's, especially with the COVID stuff going on, it's just life-changing in terms of what you're not doing without it versus what you're doing with it. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's not that, it's not that hard or that long to learn. There's, there's a bit there though. Um, but it's just life-changing in terms of what it does for you in terms of like the benefits that we've been talking about. So not trying to you the, the, the breathing videos right now, but is it ClearBreathing.com? Uh, uh,
7: clearbreathing.com hasn't but the one that i'm talking about is the power of relaxation um, which is on clearmartialarts.com um, and probably actually on like PowerOfRelaxation.com or something like that too but uh, but you can find it on clearmartialarts.com it's in the combat tai chi materials i think it's volume 18. Um, okay there? is
9: it also in the breathing dvd set
7: it's not in the three disc set no it's its own thing okay it's combat tai chi got it
9: okay
0: in the three disc set, though, I've got something about that in there, don't I? For that, for what you're talking, for that exercise set of breathing in, relaxing, and holding and releasing. I maybe I don't I, know. The I'm one, pretty sure it's the one I'm
7: talking about is in the Power of Relaxation DVD set. That's the one it is. Okay. <laughs> there's 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 more breathing. There's tons of breathing, but the one I'm talking about is from the Power of Relaxation. Right. Oh, thank you,
3: thank you, thank you, Matt. I'm glad the. Uh, whole body breathing was so helpful to you. And that's a, another real life example of how it can benefit people besides just improving overall health. Thank you. And Sifu, we await your words of wisdom on the matter, please.
0: Everybody else got the weigh in? Everybody did? Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's taken notes on all of
7: our answers and now he's gonna tell us why we're all wrong. <laughs> Taking
0: he's going to
3: write me. another book <laughs> um, <laughs> sometime.
0: So what's the question you want me to answer there? Well, so it's what's your preferred, what, what was the question you were actually asking?
3: The, the, the initial question was a, um, if there's a preferred method of whole body breathing and particular benefits gained from that.
0: Okay, so So I'll add this into it. Uh, the uh so so a lot of those reasons that were given by everybody are reasons that i'd like to do it there are other ones too but here's the thing i'll talk about for tai chi for a moment you've got and, and it's part of my note here and obviously we're working on our book to put out and there'll be stuff in there on breath uh about breath and benefits of breath and how tai chi interacts with breath and one of the things that you hear some people that are what i'll call mid levels in tai chi in terms of, there's a whole bunch of folks that are beginners. There's a whole bunch of folks that are new instructors. You know, where they've had a, they've got a form, or they've got like a year's worth of instruction, and they're teaching, but they're teaching basically what you can, what they were able to get within a year. So they're beginners, still kind of babies in Tai Chi, even though they're able to lead a class, doing a form, this kind of thing. Then you've got people that have anywhere from three to ten years worth of good information. And somewhere in that three to 10 year, 12 year period, if they're really studying and learning more and gaining more knowledge and ability and understanding all this stuff, they become um, towards a mid-level player, right? And then they might've been teaching for 25 years, but when you boil down what they could actually teach somebody who was studying from them, dedicated coming and really taking it in and moving, they've got about three to 10 years worth of information. And then everything else is keep practicing that. This is a mid-level player. Doing that so even if they've been at it for 20 years if that's the amount of information they've got they're a mid-level player there are, unfortunately are a number of people out there who masquerade as being high level players because they've maybe been at it for 30 or 40 years but the actual instruction that they've got that they really teach you on is that three to ten year mark or they've actually only been at it for three to ten years but they know that they know more than the people that are teachers that have just got like the form and all they know is the moves And so they'll present or talk as high level players when really they're a mid level player. The reason I've told you this just now is that one of the things that I've seen publicly in Tai Chi that's happened quite a bit is that at real, towards the top, towards mid level, that thing, when you start getting into e skills, mind skills, and applied mind skills, is there is a point where you graduate from most breathing practice now when I say graduate that does not mean you quit breathing or that you quit doing the breathing stuff or that you even quit doing maybe some specific health oriented things with breath you still do that it's just that if I'm playing at a lead level I may actually use breath or chi level I may actually use breath where I'm where I'm working with that breath partially because I'm trying to develop it better to help me to do skills and at, and at E level, at mind level, ideally you graduate from that, and your mind is leading it, and the breath is there, like it's supposed to be, and you're not focused in or thinking about that. What I've seen from some of these folks that are mid-level players masquerading as high-level players is they'll say, "It's only the E, not the not the breath. It's not about breathing. Don't Tai Chi doesn't breathe." And I'm like, "Really, Tai Chi doesn't breathe?" it's been more than five minutes that we've been talking. How are you still here? Or am I talking to your ghost right now? What, what do you, how is this? What is, what are we talking about? Right? And they're so like, no, no, it's all E um, and mind and not, you know, and there isn't breath. And it's like, well, okay, if you are at E level, your mind is what's leading, and the breath is supposed to be happening automatically for what you have trained it to in response to what you're doing with your E to get the chi to follow, to get the body to follow that. Breath being a component for body physical life. And so what I'm what I'm trying to get across here is that they've put across they're, they're basically taking something that's higher level presenting it to beginners so that they look like they're a high level player and unfortunately it's putting across the information in a way that is incorrect that will cause people problems that you'll have somebody with covid and they won't be able to fix the covid problem one of our folks that are doing and and those of you who are watching and listening that are doing the stuff we're talking about doing the breath stuff like oh i did great breathing stuff and overcame that with not much trouble well, but you use breathing to do it, even though you might have led with your mind if you're at an E level or use your mind to be able to get better circulation of that air in your whole body. And so it's a misnomer, a mistake, a, a, uh, a, uh, a twisted truth, for lack of a better way to put it, that I think ca- can causes or can cause a lot of harm because people are like, I must do it all with my mind. I must do it all with my mind. No, it's not about breath. And it's like, you're a physical living body. You need breath. So I hope I've been clear in what I'm trying to get across there at that point, that that the breath is a thing in Tai Chi. And I'm saying that after I, I prefaced it with that other stuff because a lot of these people that I'm talking about that are mid-level players they go, no, 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 he's wrong about that, dude. Breath's not a thing. To which I go, how are you standing here alive if breath's not a thing? Well, I mean, you don't focus on breath at a level you shouldn't have to anymore, because like if you're if you're telling me that somebody's a high-level player and they're standing there having to be fixated on their alignment, I'd be like, what did you do with the last 20 years of your training that you're having to still think real hard about alignment? Of course, you shouldn't have to think about it. It should be an automatic. And with a bunch of different things going on with that alignment and that physical structure and the integrity of that structure and how it is. And the same thing with breath. But if you have not reached that level yet, You had better put the time into that alignment and into that breath and in those other things, because it's going to make a big, giant difference to your health and your ability across the board right now. Thank you for very helpful. There's my two two cents on that.
3: Uh, That was two and a half at least. You know that was very good. Um, Thank you, and I'd like to thank everyone for their contributions to the discussion. I found it all very helpful and. People are listening out there and found this enjoyable and, and enlightening. You would uh, want to go to the Tai Chi gathering. Thank you all for listening.
0: So we'll, we'll talk you. that for, for a minute for you here. I'll let Matt do it this time because I tend to stumble over it a little bit. I'm really looking forward to the gathering. The great the gathering is going to be great. It's exciting. I love being able to spend time with all of you folks that are here and the other folks that come to us. And so that'll be my rah-rah because it's how I really feel about it. And I'm looking so forward to it. <laughs> no,
7: it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, we, we've got people, presenters, uh, who are going to be actually like teaching at the gathering, mini workshops on all sorts of topics, including things that are much more oriented towards kind of health and healing and, and rejuvenating yourself and, you know, feeling better and living a longer, healthier life and all that, including things that are more martially oriented a bunch of stuff that really kind of crosses over that's got uh, a lot of kind of internal power built in, but that is really more about or or really kind of very extra helpful for your health and being healthy and living healthy lives. And we've got people from all sorts of backgrounds that are going to be there, both the teachers and the students. I was noticing on the call, um, you know, I'm looking at the different, the different people on the podcast and a bunch of the teachers are people that I know to be very focused on like qigong and improving their health, um, and you know that kind of thing. And uh, and then when Harry made his comment about uh, a number of his Tai Chi students being former former martial artists who come to him because they got beat up or injured or whatever, So a bunch of the ROs smiles get two degrees bigger. Um, you know, it seems seems like we've got uh, a more martially oriented crowd than even I kind of realized in some cases. Um, And then, you know, there's some of us on the call who are very boom, boom, martially oriented uh, people, but who do the Tai Chi for, you know, for, for all sorts of other reasons. Um, And it's just, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have all sorts of little events. We're going to have push hands, um, you know, a bunch of like-minded people coming together uh, and sharing, sharing our experiences and, you know, growing as a group. And so, um, you know, we've got the space at the Hilton this year because we've got that much of uh, an interest in and, you know, a turnout that's coming and there is still time to register and join if you are listening to this podcast reasonably close to when it aired. Um, and so uh, so please do check out Tai Chi gathering.com. All the details for the event are available on that page. You'll see the workshop presenters listed out and what they're going to be presented on the meals, you know, the time and schedule and everything. um, And even some kind of local hotels, including the Hilton where the event will be hosted um, are linked on the website. So, you know, it's a convenient place to make all your plans. Go to taichigathering.com, check out the event, um, sign up as soon as you can and do get your hotels uh, and, you know, accommodations, uh, you know, uh, flights, anything like that, that you need to get, get that as soon as you possibly can. Um, they do fill up in this area. Hotels. This is a big, big uh, tourist spot for the weekend of uh, July 3rd through 5th, or I'm sorry, June 3rd through 5th, which is when the gathering is going to be. This is a big tourist destination. There's other conventions in town. There's a lot of weddings here. Smoky Mountain tourists. Um, and so make your make your uh, your travel arrangements right away, um, and you can get all the details that you need to do that at Tai Chi
0: uh, it is an annual event, year over year, and TaiChiGathering.com will be staying the uh, web address. And so, even if you're looking at this three years from now, after we filmed it, that address will still be the address to get the information on the one on the one that's current for that year. Uh, each year is special and different. And if you're serious about your Tai Chi studies or want to take your Tai Chi studies to the next level, this is the place to be. Is get to that event. By the way,
7: we have a panel discussion. Um, last year's panel discussion was on using the whole body breathing and other techniques for um, staving off the symptoms of COVID and for- Short and the, long-term. Short and long-term. And um, and that. now this year, we are going to be talking about specific uses of Tai Chi for stress relief, including post-traumatic stress. Um, it's going to be a really- Uh, a really powerful topic. And, um, and, and, you know, everybody should be able to benefit from it, even if you don't have post-traumatic stress, that's a really kind of extreme example. And so if you can figure out how to use Tai Chi to help with post-traumatic stress, um, you know, you can probably figure out how to use it to help with your kind of normal daily stresses. Um, And so uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome panel uh, this year too.
0: It'll be your dinner show on Saturday night's banquet. Yep. And, yeah,
7: and there's going to be a banquet on Saturday night. It's going to be, like I say, you know, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a, a wholly immersive three day Tai Chi weekend, and we'd love to see you there. Um, Harry, did you have something?
4: Hey, well, I was just going to say, uh, and, and also for those are watching this now, um, and you, you mentioned Tai Chi Gathering will remain the uh, website ongoing. Uh, it's also my understanding that the goal is to always have it the first weekend of June. Unless something extraordinary should come up. So if you can't make it this year, you already know when it is in 2023. Plan on it. Mark it down now. No excuse. (laughs) There you go. Yep.
7: Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. And yeah, the dates will obviously change slightly, but it will be first week of June um, every year at TaiChigathering.com. No matter when you're listening to this, check it out and see what's going on.
0: We'll have something up there for you. Cool. All right. The, uh, any of you there had any questions, comments, thoughts, anything, anything else you needed to talk to us about? Just stay on after the call. Otherwise, we will see and talk to you guys here um, in the next week or so. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Art.
3: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, everyone, Thanks. for the discussion. Take care,
2: Take care everyone.